thank you once again for tuning into the ADR podcast. I'm Brian Hamilton, and uh, I spent yesterday finishing up Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead, but today it's uh, Tuesday, July 29th. 28th, 29th, I don't know, one of those. I'm going to start this week's theme of the next four episodes are going to be on this theme, uh, movies that are really lo-fi. Now, these kinds of movies, they fascinate me because they're not the really polished Hollywood movies that most people are used to. You know, back when, um, you know, movies started becoming really big in the golden ages and the Hollywood golden age, 1930s, 40s, all of that, that wonderful stuff. It was all really big budget studio things that were uh, making their way into cinemas and eventually into people's homes when, uh, you know, home media came out. Then something weird happened. Um, A bunch of uh, younger filmmakers got their hands on some cameras and decided to make the movies that they wanted to make. They decided to make the movies that resonated with them more than the uh, you know giant Hollywood conglomerate that uh, had been making movies prior to them. Uh, so the next four episodes are going to be on this topic. Um, it fascinates me because why would you want to do this? You know, paper is free. Go ahead and write. But movies take a lot more money. Uh, even if you want to make a movie, you, there's such a high barrier to entry that these, you know, punk filmmakers, they need to have some kind of vision. They really need to have some kind of, uh, I don't know, some really strong vision to make it work. Uh, because if audiences are going to uh, see through their technical flaws and all of the other stuff that's going on with these lo-fi movies that just don't really have the polish that most movies we're used to are, then they've got to have some kind of really clear, consistent goal or some really compelling reason to keep watching. But why would you want to do this? Is it budget limitations? Is it some kind of style, uh, stylistic choice? Uh, lack of technology? Uh, you know, the, I'm going to be talking about an older movie, today, uh, not today, but um, later this week I'm going to be talking about a movie from late 50s, early 60s, and it's... Uh, you know, is it made the way it is because of, uh, you know, technological limitations from back then? Or, uh, you know, movies like this, there's usually a lack of skill involved because if you have skill, most investors can see that and they're going to, you know, give you more money than uh, anyone, you know, making this kind of movie really needs. In that ca- in that case, it becomes a different movie. So, I don't know. It's really interesting to see, uh, you know, these kinds of movies. They fascinate me. A lot of them usually tend to be really good. And uh, my favorite of this genre is uh, Gummo by Harmony Kareen. This was made in 1997. And I'm probably going to talk about Harmony Kareen two or three times this week because his movies really um, embodies this lo-fi style. I feel like he's, you know, one of the main players in bringing this uh, whole movement into the uh into the forefront of movies over the past 20 or so years you know i'm going to be talking about dogma 95 he's a part of that but this movie uh gummo it was harmony's first directorial effort and he had written a movie called kids a few years before directed by larry clark another really really great movie but gummo i feel like a movie like kids or gummo really thrives on the direction and it makes sense that gummo was written and directed by harmony because he had this really bizarre vision he wanted to bring to the audience but how could anyone else behind the camera really 
understand it. You know, he really has to be at the very, very top of the hierarchy that makes this movie. It was very cheap. It was uh, very improvised. You know, he had to have been the guy that was behind everything. Um, I can imagine a lot of it was, you know, just him going around filming stuff and then slapping it all together. But the fact that his other movie, Kids, uh, directed by someone else, written by him, the fact that Harmony sat down and wrote out a movie like that that feels so improvised, real, you know, how do you sit down and you know, think about that? Um, Gummo is a really fascinating example of a movie being both uh, really improvised and really, really planned. You know, this movie, it's all about uh, Xenia, Ohio, and the weird people that live there. Um, God, I don't even know how to describe this movie. I urge you to check this movie out because it's one of the most fascinating things I've ever seen. It's free on Netflix. Uh, not on Netflix. It's free on YouTube, and nobody cares because this is such a small little cult movie. Um, I've only ever heard of one or two other people ever knowing about this movie. I've only ever seen one copy of the DVD, and it was in Northeastern's library here, and it – um. I was the only person to have checked it out in about five years. <laughs> and uh, when I first discovered they had it, I took it out maybe five more times uh, over the course of the year to show a bunch of people the movie and uh, you know watch it on my own a few times. It's one of the most fascinating things I've ever seen. It's uh, this small town, Xenia, Ohio. It was ravaged by a hurricane, a tornado, and... Um, it's all about the weird people that live there. It focuses on this guy named Solomon and his friend Tumblr. Uh, now, this movie has wonderful examples of things being both really, really improvised and really, really planned. I'm reading here on Wikipedia, uh, Harmony says that when he wrote this movie, again, I don't know how he sat down and wrote it, but he, quote, abandoned a traditional three-act plot structure and worked to avoid creating characters of a clear-cut moral dimension. Now, that was a really intellectual sentence. The fact that this movie... You know, came out of the mind of a madman, <laughs> and uh, you know that kind of um, analysis can be applied to it. It blows my mind. It makes me really happy that you know people are thinking about this movie in this way. But it focuses on uh, Solomon and Tumblr, uh, the two, I guess, main characters, the most main characters you can get in this movie because there's so many characters. Um, they are going around and they have a cat hunting business. These two little kids, uh, Solomon can't be older than 12, and Tumblr is 16 or 17. They go around and hunt cats. It's really disturbing. Uh, this movie is a really, really new level of messed up. Uh, not because of any one thing that happens, although the, the cat violence is really brutal, but the fact that they have all of these really bizarre things happening in this one town that makes no sense. There's so little plot to this movie. It's all about the feel. It's all about this really grimy, uh, dingy, trashy feel to it. And again, I think that's served by the fact that this movie is so lo-fi and it's so uh, you know roughly put together. It's so uh, like it's really grainy. The footage. It's all shot on different mediums. You know, you got um, 16 millimeter, 32 millimeter, 8 millimeter. Uh, not very whatever, but like uh, Polaroid pictures, toy cameras, uh, some VHS, uh, some tape, 
all thrown together in there in this weird amalgam of things. And I thought, I chalked that up to laziness. Maybe not laziness, but some kind of stylistic choice. I'm reading here on Wikipedia, uh, to justify such a chaotic assembly, Kareen set his film in Xenia, Ohio, which had actually been hit by a tornado in 1974. The movie opens up with uh, this uh, really hushed kid talking about uh, the aftermath of the tornado. And he's there saying, this is Xenia, Ohio. It was hit by a tornado when I was a little boy. Lots of people died. And it's got that really dreamlike, nightmarish, in fact, uh, quality to it that, you know, I, I don't know. This movie perplexes me, fascinates me in so many different ways. I love it. It's one of my all-time favorite movies, oddly enough. But it's something that really needs to be seen to be... Uh, to be believed. And I urge you to check it out again, free on YouTube. It's an hour and a half. If you uh, have the time, if you are interested in anything I've said, um, again, cat violence, be warned. It's all fake, even though it looks fairly real. That's the garbage disposal in the other room. Sorry about that. But there's so many things about this movie. I'm going to try to list off some of them that um, really make this something that needs to be watched. Uh, they've got this character who's unnamed, but he's this kid, can't be older than 13 or 14, walking around wearing bunny ears, shorts, and old battered shoes. Um, <laughs> he is one of the main characters. He doesn't speak much. He just kind of hangs out. At one point, he pees off of a bridge. And at one point, two little kids, uh, three or four, in cowboy outfits track him down. Uh, they take out their fake little cap guns and shoot him. He falls, plays along. Uh, they loot him and throw one of his shoes across a um, across a junkyard and then walk away, and the scene ends. Uh, these are two of the most foul-mouthed little kids you'll ever see. I'll put a link to this scene in the show notes. I mean, be warned, it's uh, very unsafe for work, NSFW if you prefer, and it's fascinating you know, you watch, you don't know why you're watching, you don't know why this scene exists, you don't know why you're watching it, you don't know why you want to keep watching, and I don't know, I really have no idea. Uh, more interesting stuff from Wikipedia, to help him achieve his vision, Corinne sought out French cinematographer Jean-Yves Escoffier, oh god, I botched that pronunciation, but this famous French cinematographer who I recognize his name from some older films he did. Um, he read the script, liked it, and worked on Gummo for a fraction of his usual rate. The fact that anybody before this movie was made could have been, you know, pitched the idea of the movie and the fact that, you know, anyone came together to make this movie in a way that Kareen wanted without botching it, trying to make it a bit more accessible, uh, digestible, enjoyable. That blows my mind. It gives me you know, faith that real awesome people are working in film nowadays, but it still amazes me that you know some madman, Harmony Kareen, genius though he is, is insane. Uh, he uh, comes in, makes this weird movie, and he um, it's a classic. No one's ever heard of it. It's one of my favorites, and I, 
I urge you to check it out. I've always seen ADR as a uh, recommendation podcast. If you like movies, you listen to this and I tell you things that I think deserve your time and why. Uh, That's how I've always seen it. I've tried to avoid spoilers. I don't want to make this the incomparable. Uh, Much as I love that show, it's already been done by them. I want this show to be me recommending movies to you guys because I like you guys and I want you to enjoy these movies that I also enjoy. That being said, I don't think I can recommend a movie enough than, like, more than Gummo. Free on YouTube. Nobody cares because nobody's ever heard of the movie. Um, The YouTube comments are wonderful. It's things like, ugh, this corner of the internet again. But this movie makes you feel like you want to take a shower and you don't know why. There's this perfect, 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 perfect scene later in the movie where the main kid, Solomon, he's taking a bath. There's a piece of bacon taped to the wall. His mother comes in, gives him spaghetti. He eats his spaghetti while he, uh, his mother washes his hair. And then he eats a chocolate bar. The bathroom itself is incredibly dingy. The tub is rusted. The water's discolored. The walls, their paint are peeling. Again, there's a piece of bacon taped to the wall. I have no words to describe how much this movie affected me, uh, how much faith it gives me in cinema as a whole, uh, (laughs) because if something like this can get made, then anything can get made by anyone who has enough guts, enough talent, enough clout, enough charisma to get this movie made. Like, Harmony, I think he was like a coke addict when he was, uh, you know, 20 and made this movie, (laughs) um... He's insane. He made this incredible movie. I highly recommend you checked it out. God, I wrote out a whole list of points I wanted to make about this movie, but I did not get to most of them because I raved too much about this movie. Um, I won't do a part two for this one. I'll uh, touch more on the general lo-fi things. But again, this movie is so lo-fi, you know, taped together. Most of the movie was shot in one day, uh, thanks to production problems. Uh, the last day of the shoot was the day when, like, most of the movie was actually shot. And it's this kind of guerrilla filmmaking made with a bunch of different cameras, a bunch of different techniques, a bunch of really weird hacks together, and a bunch of wonderful actors who are completely unknown, got next to no money. This movie got next to no money. It was made for next to no money. And I think this is one of the most important, incredible movies ever made. Not one of the greatest it's one of my favorites, but it's, you no know, on paper, not one of the greatest by a long shot, but it's something that demands to be seen. So that's your homework for tonight. I've never assigned you homework. Please watch this movie. I'd love to hear your feedback on it because if you guys like this movie, if you guys like me talking about this movie, I can go this route many, many times. I can go into the weird stuff that no one has ever talked about on a podcast before, as far as I know. Um, Feel free to tweet at me. I'm uh, underscore Brian Hamilton. I'm sure if you listen to the show, you already know that. <laughs> um, yeah, that's about it for tonight. Um, I'm really excited to have been able to bring this movie to you guys to talk to you guys about it. It's been 15 minutes. My God. Uh, thanks for listening to this whole thing. If you have uh, stuck around for the whole time, if you have this much time to listen to me rant about Gummo, you have time to watch Gummo again, free on YouTube. No excuses. In the meantime, until I talk to you guys tomorrow again about another uh, fascinating little lo-fi movie, good night.